I'm Lauren. And I'm Ashley. And this, guys, is Nip Tuck Pod. We are your girl chat. We say the things you want to hear, the things that you're thinking but you don't want to say out loud. And we're all about being strong, aspirational women who basically don't give a... Uh, Lauren, anyway, if you want unfiltered chat, amazing beauty and product recommendations, then look no further, guys. This is the podcast where you will get all of the girly chat. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to part two of Vicky Patterson, The Secret 2. I'm joined by none other than, than still current reigning queen of the jungle, Jack Jossa. Yeah. You're, so, you're such a sneak. I'm so jealous of that. <laughs> oh, so, mate. We can't ignore the fact that you burst onto our screens at the age of, was it 18? 17. 17. Fuck me. So still technically a tiny little minor. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay, playing the iconic Lauren Brannan. Now, that, that is quite young, I think, to be like propelled from complete obscurity into one of the most recognizable, most watched, biggest British institutions. How did that feel? When I got, when I was auditioning, I didn't think I passed, like, getting the job. Do you know what I mean? Because I didn't really think about it. And when I actually got it, I was like, what? Because I've (laughs) watched EastEnders my whole life, my whole family. You know, EastEnders Christmas Day was like a huge thing Christmas Day for us. We'd sit and watch it as a family. And so it was massive in our house. And I thought, this is like a dream come true. And it really, really was. It was the best job I've ever done. And it was I was so lucky. Yeah. Um, I didn't think until, to be honest, until I hit the screens. Well, a couple of weeks before, someone's kind of said to me, "Oh, Jacqueline, just um, don't don't read the forums. Just don't make sure you don't oh. go on on um, the forums." And I, I did. Seventeen. I didn't know what a forum was. I was like, "Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't know. Yeah, okay." That night, oh. like you know, the self self-loathing yeah. part of you kicks in and you're like yeah oh they've told me not to, i probably shouldn't and then i just read bear in mind i hadn't even hit the screens yet so i was just a picture just a picture and it was like forums we hate the new lauren brannan the new lauren brannan is fat or jack joss or jack aka jack tosser or like there's loads of different <laughs> forums i was like oh my god you killed me <laughs> 
That's madness. Absolute mm-hmm. madness. So before they'd even... So I really assumed, and this is naive because I'm obviously coming from a reality TV background where I completely assume we're absolute cannon fodder and total fair game because people people have this perceived notion that we're talentless and don't deserve anything that we've got. So I always think, yeah, we're, we're easy game for trolls. I assumed, and again, naively, that because you had a skill, a craft, a talent, you were slightly more respected and it wasn't as bad. But I hadn't even seen you on screen mm. and were already fucking ready to have a go. There was like 46,000 people had liked a Facebook group before it even come on the screens 46,000 people we hate the new Lauren Brennan because obviously I was I was recast it's such a huge thing to be when you love a character and they're recast on a show I know as a viewer it annoys me I think why have I done that I can't get used to it Uh it's a different face it's a different voice different size I don't get it yeah the whole other family the same and we're we're just meant to believe it they're treating us like because the audience then feel like the producers like thinking we're thick yeah we're not going to notice but that's not the case at all but no um so I get it and that was the main thing because I was a recast that there was an issue they they just wanted to hate me and to be honest I turned it around in in the first year I did turn it around and I like I won the NTA for best newcomer and for me I was like I really settled into it from that moment because I was like no validation isn't it that I got that validation that I needed. And then I kind of tried to stop looking at the forums because it became every day. I'm looking at them to see what they thought of that episode. I'm typing in the episode number to see what they thought of it. It got crazy. And that was that was more about my skills. Yeah. At this point, I'm thinking, did they think that was too much? Did they think that was too little? Was I good in that scene? Was it which is just crazy. <laughs> so in that sense, because you're not so I agree, like as like someone in the public eye as well, I often go on Instagram on a post and I will scroll past all the nice things. Like, so, like just scrolling past the lovely things that people are saying, looking for a bad comment. Mm. And I don't, it's, it's subconscious. Like I don't actually acknowledge I'm doing it until I hit that bad comment. I'm like, there it is. Yeah. There it is. Same. That's what I was after. Brenda from Barnsley telling me I'm fake. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, and it's, it's why do we do that to ourselves? Because we go, we fly past all those amazing, lovely things and search for that one thing that's going to hurt. Yeah. Self-harm. It's self-harm. It is a self-harm. It's, it's a really, really strange thing. And I actually had counselling for it. It got so bad that Honestly. I had counselling for it because I still, I'm not going to lie, I still do it now. It's like if there's a certain thing that, Maybe I think in the back of my head or I'll just look for it. Or if I'm feeling a bit down, I'll go on my DMs and just like, oh, it's like self-harm, just looking for something. I like want something to to validate how I'm feeling. Um, But I try not to do it. And I've blocked a few um, sites now as well, like that tattle I blocked on my phone. So I can't read that. (laughs) It's awful, that. I literally just found out about tattle really recently. had a conversation with Liv Bourne about it. And honestly, mate... That so is bad. where the darkest, like the darkest people in the world go. It's, like, it's so awful. bad. It's so, so bad. It's awful. 
So for those of you listening to the podcast who are nice, normal, lovely people, which I'm sure the vast majority of you are and have no idea what Tattle Life actually is, it's this fucking like blogging site. I actually feel like I don't want to give it like airtime here, but I have to explain. It's basically like a little site where people go to slag anyone off who's in the public eye and they are allowed to say whatever they want about people if they have in some way monetized their life. That's what it says, isn't it? It's so bad. It's awful. It's absolutely fucking awful. Um, you have, though, like a really... You've sort of got a really interesting way of dealing with the haters now, haven't you? Mm, sometimes I... Well, I never reply now. I just block, delete, block, yeah. block, 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 block. <laughs> block, <reply>. block, <laughs> But I, I just... I try not to read it anymore. I delete sites that are going to just yeah. affect me and offend me. And I block... Yeah. To be honest, you've got to feel sorry for him as well. Yeah. A little bit, don't you? It's terrible. Because everybody's allowed an opinion. Listen, <clears throat> I, 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 there's people on Instagram that I secretly, in the back of my mind, I'm like, oh, 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 over it. You can either <laughs> mute them, unfollow them, take yourself away. I would never <clears throat> comment on a picture of theirs, no. how I felt. <clears throat> I would never... DM them privately. <clears throat> At worst, I'll put it in my WhatsApp group with friends. And that's what I think they should do. But they don't mm. have friends and then that's how they... That's their only way of releasing how they feel. It's crazy. Yeah. No, I know exactly what you mean. And you're right. Like, I think when I'm being super measured in that, like, I can say, God, these people deserve our pity and blah, blah, blah. But you know when you're fucking having a bad day, Jack, and you're just mm. so close to it? Like, it's taken me sort of 10 years to kind of be like, don't reply. Don't reply, don't reply, just block them, just move on Uh with your life, just protect your peace. So yeah, I do think your technique for dealing with them is the way forward. So, what are your favourite memories of being in EastEnders? Oh, I loved EastEnders so much. It was just a brilliant job, brilliant. It was hard work, but I loved it so much. How long were you there, memories. Um, Eight years. Fucking hell. Mm. That's a long time. I best memories were like filming big old Christmas scenes and fires, car crashes. It was just unbelievable. So lucky. Um, working with incredible people. I tell you what I miss the most is having like that second family. Yeah, and you you do you truly, truly do love these people. When when we it was coming to an end and we were filming the good sort of my character's sister died. Um, yeah. I, I I just couldn't hold it together. We barely ran the scenes because as soon as you would run them, the emotion would come out and I'd yeah. think, I can't keep reading the lines because I don't want the emotion to come out until the take, basically, because I, yeah, yeah. I just couldn't hold it in. Yeah. It was so was real. Coming. Yeah. Yeah. And it, I found it really, really difficult. The last few months was hardest but the best as well it was just it was like full circle I was so gutted that um she was dying it was just awful awful to to film I felt like she was actually dying I felt like I was actually grieving because Uh I was leaving as well yeah so almost a bit of a method actor there like really like immersing yourself within that like it didn't just feel like all these are me mate, like these are the people I work with. It almost felt like they were losing family members. Definitely. Whenever Jake would, would cry in a scene, I would cry. 
because he would he was so brilliant he'd just make me fall to pieces I'd think oh he was so good he's such an incredible actor is that the ginger fella yeah fittest ginger fella no stop that makes me feel so unwell everyone used Sorry, to dear. say that fittest ginger fella I've got like he's up there with Prince Harry before Prince Harry started to whinge all the time <laughs> he used to he used to come in and go guess what I'm a heat's weirdest crush of the year and I'd be like fuck <laughs> Jake, I can't, I can't see it. Just stop. I, I really felt like that dad kind of relationship where yeah. when people would say it, I'd be like, it's still even now. I can't, I can't see it. Ruined it for life for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you went, mate, from being like, like you say, 17, being a fan of EastEnders, watching it as a kid, like all the rest of it, to being in... In, on the screen, in millions of homes every night. How did you adapt? Like, that's a big jump. It was weird. Yeah, I'm not it was surprised. weird. And I, I, I'll be honest, and I think everyone, can't, like you said, in this industry, like, at the beginning, I loved it. Getting recognised, like, oh, this is amazing. Like, I'm so bit famous. Of a buzz. Oh, my God. <laughs> so cool. But I was young, and it was like, We'd get into clubs for free, and all my mates, and they'd oh, my 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 um yeah, like my friends got to come on the journey with me. You know, yeah. we'd all get free drink, and uh, my character was an alcoholic, so, so like they just pile all this drink, and I'd be like, <laughs> it was just ridiculous. Oh, if the lines would be blurred. Where yeah. does Lauren start? Where does Jack end? It really, really I- would be. <laughs> I'd have like little old ladies coming up to me in the street. You've really got to stop that drinking. You, are. it's not right. You're too young. And I'm like, oh no, <laughs> <laughs> oh no, Doris, that's not me. She's got to so, go along with it. Like, oh. don't burst their bubble. I remember reading like years ago. Remember Spider from Corrie, and there was that huge like. Who, sorry, I don't want. I've not offended you by talking about Corrie, have I? No. Oh God, thank God. Ooh. I watched them all. <laughs> I was like, ah, um, yeah. So Everyone like, thinks there's that big rival between <laughs> EastEnders and Corey. It's so funny. It makes me laugh. <laughs> Good. Thank God for that. Um, so, yeah, so remember the big Who Raped Toya storyline? Yeah. I, yeah, I remember. It was, you know, it was very much like the Who shot Phil Mitchell and it was that, oh, God, it was an iconic age of soaps. It was truly fucking was, brilliant. yeah. Oh, and I remember, like, him, I remember reading that, like, we, old women were, like, walking up to him in the street and clouting them with a handbag. Oh, and yeah. be like, you want to be fucking ashamed of yourself? And I was like, shit, like, that's the thing. Like, obviously, I... A huge fan of soaps look but you do like you watch these soaps and you start to forget that there's an actor or an actress like you see them as their character did people totally blur the lines with you 100 percent. yeah 100 percent. and also my character was quite she was she was like she was she had a lot of boyfriends i basically quit kissed like every man on the square basically yeah, that you wasn't did. related oh, yeah. like she just snogged absolutely everyone <laughs> And I was just like, I'm ripening it. I'm like, oh, God, who am I kissing now? It was just crazy because she was like, alcoholic, always drunk and stuff. I think people thought that I was like that when I was out. And actually, I'm I'm like a frigid bitch. I'll be totally honest with you. Like, Such especially at like 17, kind of. Like, I, I was terrified of boys. I was terrified, terrified. In fact, I think I filmed 
like a sex kind of scene. Obviously, EastEnders don't do sex scenes, but like led to before I'd even properly experienced yeah no honestly yeah 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 so because I was quite and my character was so it was quite difficult sometimes I'd be like I'd have to put a lot of thought into playing like this no doesn't give a give a shit character dancing on tables I remember once I had to dance on the Vic table in little black shorts and it was just that's very not me like that is so far away from Jacqueline well my friends are going to be like, no, it's not. But, like, <laughs> publicly. Saw by Jacqueline. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, you know, like, away from everyone as well. Like, yeah. if I'm in, in, this, in a safe environment, yeah, I'll let loose and stuff. But I would never do it, like, publicly at a table and stuff. Yeah. So I was like, I remember used to read scripts and be like, <laughs> what am I oh going to do? What am I going to do? The anxiety I would feel. A whole, like, everyone dreads Vic scenes anyway because near on the whole cast are in the Vic. Yeah. When there's a big, it's a big old, no, I'm getting good. But they're always the best, Jack. They're like, brilliant. They're, all, they're always the most iconic moments happening there. It's where people get slapped. It's where drinks get thrown. It's where things get revealed. And, yes, oh, it's definitely. So, it's it's oh. so true. You I know when everyone's in there for a party, it's going to be a blind, I don't know. Something terrible is going to happen. <laughs> Someone's going to die. <laughs> 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 oh me! Right, I've got to ask before I ask me next serious questions. If if you have snogged your way through the square, who's the best kisser? Oh God, I can't say best kisser on the square. Can't do it. Oh. I, I can't. I'll tell you, my favourite partnership was um, Peter Bill, Lauren Brennan, and Peter Bill, Ben yeah. Hardy, all day long. Um, I know there's a new Peter now, but yeah. just Lauren and Peter in general. I loved Ben so much. We had great, great chemistry. It really worked. Um, And I just loved Lauren and Peter. I thought they were like childhood sweethearts. I just just loved them. So that's definitely my favourite part. But, yeah, I did kiss pretty much everyone. I'm not going to lie. Do you know who I was terrified to kiss? Um, Because, you know, you're talking about you see characters as themselves. Yeah. Well, do you remember Jamie Lomaz, who was in Hollyoaks? Yes, I do. Yeah, he was in Hollyoaks, and then he came into EastEnders as, like, my... We were in a relationship. Yeah, right? And I was, like, so nervous when I found out it was him, because I was like, who did he play? Warren James, Warren James. he was a bad bastard, wasn't he? He was a bad boy, and I used to watch Hollyoaks, and I was like, ah! He was terrified! (laughs) And actually, he was just, like, the loveliest guy. So not like his character. He still cool and had that, like, bad boy sort of... He, he was really lovely. So I didn't need to be scared at all, but I was like, I remember thinking, ooh, ooh, oh, no. <laughs> I was very anxious. <laughs> it's, oh, she's fallen. I don't blame you, though, as well. Like, I feel like, honestly, I watch actors and actresses and stuff. And, like, obviously, given my, like, my background, it's just reality. So if I'm ever kissing someone, like, I'm actually kissing someone. Do you know what I mean? And like, Yeah, you, yeah, you want to. <laughs> Yeah, I, I want it. Well, sometimes I'm just drunk, but most of the time, like, I actually want to. But, yeah, like, I watch actors, and I, even in films and stuff, mm. like, and, you know, me and I can always have this conversation, like, we'll be watching watching something, and I'm like, this is the third film those two have been in together. Do you think they're, do you think they're actually fancy each other? Do you think their wife or their, their husband's a bit pissed off? Like, I always think this, because I've just got no experience in TV, like, it, with these, with acting. I tell you what, you're not, you're not... You're not wrong in a sense of like 
I think that sometimes lines are definitely blurred and crossed, yeah. def- 100%. But um, on EastEnders, it was kind of different just because you sit in the lunch hall with them, like, <laughs> as yourselves. And it's just so not like that. It's like going to work, just like every day you go to work. You'd yeah. film your scenes and then you'd sit and, like, crack, make jokes and crack on with your life. Like, it wasn't so much, I guess, in films, it's can be quite intense you're with them continuously but also there's nothing sexy about snogging in front of like 16 people on a set all the lighting blaring at you when you're about to kiss and they go hold on hold on can we just get that booger because he's been crying we just need to wipe his nose and you're like (laughs) there's a bat in the cave yeah that would pull my libido if i'm it's just like it's not it's not what it, I used to have to kiss um, Aaron Sidwell, who who was like a really good friend of mine. We drive in together because we lived we lived ne- near each other. We drive in together, drive, and honestly, he used to like eat tuna sandwiches on purpose just to be a dick. Like we had that kind of relationship where it was like so platonic. We, we could not have fancied each other in any way, shape, or form. It was just like he'd be like, "Have a tuna today." <laughs> It was so gross. <laughs> Honestly, mate, though, regardless of these feelings, you never would have known because not only did you become a huge hit with audiences and prove all of those initial naysayers wrong, you fucking smashed it with the critics as well, winning, like, best newcomer, best actress, even sexiest female, you little soul. Once we got Michelle Kagan out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell, that's, that would be on my mantelpiece, mate. It would be on my mantelpiece. Oh, she's such a I was actually buzzing about that. I'm not going to lie. I was buzzing. I was like, oh, my goodness. I, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> but, like, winning all these things, like, must have been, we've mentioned, like, a, such a huge validation and it must have it felt really nice. So it must have made, like, making the decision to, to leave EastEnders really difficult. It's tough because I had had, like, three or four moments of... I think I, like, you know when you have conversations with your agents and stuff like that, there was, like, a few moments of, I think I, at some point, like, when do you leave? When is the right time? I still, like, I love EastEnders so much. So it would would never have been the right time. It just would never have been the right time. It was always going to crush me, and it did. I, I felt like I was losing something. Something was just gone. I felt I was, like, really mourned. And I mourned so much and I was in, I just wasn't happy. Also, you have to remember, EastEnders was my income. Yeah. And after EastEnders, I knew nothing of this world. I didn't, I hadn't done one paid post. I didn't know they existed. I didn't know how it all worked. I used Instagram purely just to post a picture and I didn't have stories. I didn't know. It was such a different life, different it was world. A, it was a bubble, like in the same way, like, you know, this only point of reference I've got, but you know, like footballers when they're in like the academy from when they're about fifteen and they rise up and then Same, they don't, yeah. they don't, yeah, they don't quite. They feel they're in that bubble and then they don't quite make it. Like I always, I know this is stupid, but I always kind of think, oh, I wonder how they adapt. And it's the same yeah, for you, I suppose. It, it was like adapting. It was like, what, what do I do? And I'm really bloody lucky that I had that Instagram platform, yeah, to to adapt to. You know, like because some people don't. Some people have. They don't, they don't have Instagram or they've got like a smaller following and stuff. And I was just really lucky that I was a girl yeah, in the industry and 
I don't know, there was just a space for it and it just organically happened. But, you know, it's harder. It's really, really hard. And being in the acting world and then kind of kind of being like forced into the reality, it's not easy. No. It's not easy. It's a big adjustment. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Isn't it? So... Listening to your talk, I completely know the answer to this question. But you've been an actress, you've been a reality TV star on one of like the biggest reality shows in the country, if not the biggest. Like you're also dabbled in singing. You can be called an influencer, Jack. Where does your heart lie? Where do you want to go in the future? Um, my heart lies with acting, definitely. Just because that's where I know. That's like where I belong. That's where I know. I'm the most confident. I think that's why it took me a while to like find my feet in confidence in myself because I'm just so. You were Lauren Brannan for I'm so con- long. I could walk into being Lauren Brannan tomorrow and fucking smash the shit out of it and have so much confidence in yeah. what I was doing and feel so confident in that. But myself, I, I wasn't. So it's taken a lot to get there. Um, but I think part of becoming somebody else is it, that's what I love. I love pretending I'm somebody else for the day and taking myself like, out of it. Bit of an escape. It that's is. so interesting, Jack. Like, if you think starting something like that at 17, it's your formative years. Like, you are learn. I learned so much about myself. Mm. That was when I went to uni. That was when I established my personality. That was when I worked up who I wanted to be. Like, Definitely. Find, you find the friends you want and everything. And at that time when you're meant to be learning about yourself, developing your character, working out what grown-up you want to be... You're spending fucking every day developing this other person, being this other person. That must have been pretty confusing for you at that age. It was, and I spent more time on Lauren than I did on me. Yeah? I was so focused on what what, what brings her to like to drink, what draws her to the drink, what what is, she, like, I get so into it. And I, all I would think about is, I wonder what the next script is going to say, because I loved it so much. Um, and then so when that was gone... I was like, oh, shit, who am I? Part of you was gone. It's all all on me now. And also, I think it was, like, therapeutic for me. If I've got something personal going on, my dad went to prison and stuff all while I was on EastEnders, and I was lucky enough that I'd be able to come onto set and cry my eyes out and scream and shout and, like, physically go off on someone. If she was drunk, I could go... and I could my whole body would feel it and then I'd go home and I'd feel all right but when that was taken and that was gone I didn't have that release and I it was all in here then when I was going through something it was it just continued to stay in stay in stay in had I have still had that release of getting it out I think it would have been better for my for my head for your mental health so you had to learn because that was how, since a young age, you've been able to express your emotions. Whatever yeah. was happening in your private life, you were able to channel and use mm-hmm. in, in in your art, but also, like, 
as a way to kind of navigate your own personal emotions. You then had to learn to express yourself just as Jack Josser. Yeah. That's hard. That's, That's hard. fucking hard. Yeah. Yeah. So hard, mate. Like, it's so different, but I had a... When I was on Geordie Shore, like, everyone thought, angry, aggressive, horrible, like, so bitchy, all these things. And actually, like, I was just learning how to express myself mm -hmm. in, in a space that didn't feel human, in a space that didn't feel normal. And, you know, it, it so wasn't human, what, what you went through. It's, it's really not. Like, it's not nah. normal. Like, I, I always say I think myself really lucky because I, I was kind of, like, 17, 18, 19. Like, Instagram stories and all that weren't a thing. Yeah. None of that was a, was a thing now to how, like, all these young reality stars, all the Love Islanders are just popping yeah. into it. They can't do anything. They can't do anything, put a foot wrong without someone storying it or putting it everywhere. Everyone has their moments and they make mistakes. You learn, you grow. But this industry doesn't allow you to make mistakes and grow from them. They hold you in them mistakes. They make you live in them for years and years and years. They'll continuously say they'll say about you look how far you've come but they'll yeah. still bring up something from 10 oh, yeah. years ago that will be at the page and you will never ever they won't ever let that go no matter what you yes, have to right. let it go yeah no honestly like I think I always say I've got fucking so many grazed knees and god knows how I'm still like still going mm. more lives than a cat in this industry and I think it's kind of ended up having to be part of my part of my like my whole sh my shit yeah. you know like I'm human mm -hmm. I'm normal I make mistakes but like I'm very lucky in that sense I look at certain other people and the mistakes they've made and how don't get us wrong I'm still being held accountable for the things I've done like even if it's just in my mind I still criticize yeah. I still I still beat myself up over things I did 10 years ago. But I almost think women are held to a higher um, are held to a more higher accountability than men. Like, I absolutely believe, like, if you look at certain instances, like, women are, everything is taken away from them, vilified in the press. Like, it's as if they can't make a mistake. Yet men, they are more often than not allowed to move on, whether they've cheated, whether they've hurt people, whether they've, you know, whatever. I honestly believe they are allowed to yeah. still maintain a sense of dignity, whereas women get everything taken away from them. They are. And even in the, the you know, we were talking about, like, interviews and getting getting the stick. Like, it's often the women, no matter whether or who made the mistake in the relationship, the woman will get questioned about it, attacked. How do you feel? How does this make you feel? Blah, blah. Why are you asking me? <laughs> I've done fuck all wrong. I've done fuck all <laughs> Why are you asking me, hun? You've got the wrong person in the chair, babes. You know, like it's always the, the woman. Oh, oh. like, well, oh no, poor me. It's just ridiculous. No, I it, agree and, and we we feel like we've moved forward so much, and and we have obviously, yeah. but at the same time, it's like if you were in an if you're in a normal person in a normal job, you can make your mistakes that maybe two, three, ten people will know will know about and you you are accepted and you are allowed to forgive yourself and you're allowed to move on from that because everybody else has and when you are in the public eye you aren't allowed to move on they try so hard so that you don't move on from your feelings they bring up something that you've you're trying yourself to let go of yeah and they they continuously continuously bring it back how are you meant to? Do you know what it is? It's a form of control. 
And like, mm-hmm. because if you, if you elevate, if you move on as a woman, if you grow, if you improve, if you become better, stronger, smarter than you were yesterday, you're harder to control. Mm. If they remind you that you were the girl who had sex on TV or that you were the girl that was seen as a victim or that you were the girl, whatever, if they remind you of that, they keep you small, mm. then you are easier for them to control. And that is, that is completely what I believe, whether it's men, whether it's in the press. And I'm not saying all press. I'm not saying all men. But across the board, that is what I believe. And I think that's why I find it worrying. You've been in the industry how long? 10 years. 12 years, 11, 10 years. 10, 11, yeah. Same. 10 11 years we we started out at the same time we mm. are used to that kind of criticism and we've grown along with the times and with yeah. the press and how it works so we kind of we get used to it but i do worry about the love islanders who yeah. just enter this world and they think this this is like amazing and it's <laughs> like it is amazing but you you really need to like. You need good people around you. Absolutely, it is it's scary. Gonna end in tears if you don't. And like we were saying about feeling relevant. Yeah. You need to make sure you feel relevant for the right reasons, which I think I have done now. Um, and whereas if they come out of Love Island and feel relevant, it's really dangerous when you don't yeah. anymore. Oh, 110%. And I think when you start th- that f- that feeling like you're slipping, that mm. feeling like a- a- of irrelevance is when you start to make bad decisions. Yeah. And you start to sacrifice respect for attention. And You have to have purpose dangerous. in life, don't you? Like your yeah. purpose. Like what, also what you do for money and what you enjoy sometimes are two different things and sometimes you have to... But if you do what just what makes you money and you don't feel that light, in the tank of passion your yeah. passion projects even if it makes you no money whatsoever you're in dangerous territory because you're saying yes to the wrong things and no to the to the wrong things as well <laughs> dangerous well, i completely agree like there needs to be and i almost i don't know what um, itv's aftercare program is i'm sure it's great but like there needs to be almost like a little school for these little love islanders but when I was on EastEnders, you went for classes to deal with the press, um, to deal with... Stop. You got given counselling sessions while I was on there to deal with how you, your emotions and um, you could talk about absolutely anything. And also, like, they they like, introduce you to accountants and things like that. Yes. Because oh, my they, God. They, BBC are smashing it. That's so Smashing great. it. And they yes. did that for you. And that's why... I, but I look at these people and I, I just, like, the mother in me is like... <laughs> Please, look after yourselves. Put, put your money in the property, you won't regret it. <laughs> I'm like, please, please. Like, I feel like the mum when I'm on a night out and I'm at these events. But, like, Jack, were you, why, why, were you, why were you the one who had to do that? Where's the agents? Where's their friends? Where's the common sense? Like, oh, Making God. the money. Oh, That's where the it's... agents are. Making yeah. the dollar. Fuck me, mate. It is terrifying. And I'm so, I completely echo your sentiments. I am so pleased in a way, like, don't get me wrong, we exploded onto the scenes and Twitter came very close after. <laughs> and I think that's a bitter, nasty medium. I do, ter- I think it's a terrible platform. Um, so I've always had a, 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 like social media run alongside my career. But the scrutiny now, the, the Insta stories, the TikToks, the development, I do feel sorry for everyone, whether that's yeah. people in the public eye, whether that's young lasses, whether it's like anybody. I really do think the, the age that we're living in now where everyone can see everything is scary. 
yeah, it is like even bullying. You can you can read now from your bedroom, can't you? So it, even that is just terrifying. Fucking terrifying. At that, least you could get home. You could go yeah. home and have your moment. Have a sense of safety, mm. a little bit of an escape. Um, it has been an absolute pleasure talking to you and I could talk to you all day, but I'm aware that if I keep going, it's probably going to be time for you to pick the kids up from school. <laughs> um, here at Fitty Passing the Secret 2, we'd love to ask our gorgeous guests to give our lovely listeners a couple pearls of wisdom. Um, and I'm I'm inspired by you, Jack. Like, I think it's it's so it's so interesting, especially because you come from such a different like background to me, but to hear how you felt like you were lost in a character to feel like how you were lost in press perception of you but you changed all of that you took control and it was brave it was amazing and there'll be so many women out there who are looking to take control of their lives so I want to know what your secret is to scripting your own story um okay scripting my own story I've never had it put like that and I suppose that's it's weird isn't it when it I suppose I have yeah um, I would say my mantra in life is like feel the fear and do it anyway. So even though things may scare you and a lot of things in my life have scared me and I've pushed myself to do it. Um, and I think you grow when you're in yeah. fear. Like that yeah. is a, a huge thing. I've always thought that um, it's harder. It's easier said than done. Definitely. Yeah. A lot of people when they're scared, pull back and think, right, that's something that I'm not going to do because that, that scares me. But as soon as you do it, you realise it's actually not that scary. You, like, I was terrified to go in the jungle and it turned out to be one of the best things I've ever, do, ever done in my life. And I learned so much in that fear, sitting there. Um, and being the main character of your life, because nobody, nobody, not even your children, you are number one. Because you can't look after your kids if number one isn't safe and okay up here. You can't be the best mum in the world, the best friend, the best wife, the best work colleague until you have fixed and saved yourself and also passion projects like you have to do what you love find your passion find what like ignites that little flame the light in your eyes find it continue to do it even if you make not one penny even if it's just something that you do in your bathroom <laughs> and nobody ever sees just do it because that that's what makes you realize who you are finding what you like to do enjoy what you like to do that's the that's the that's the most empowering thing because nobody can take that away from you you can continue to do that for the rest of your life jack i know like you said before like you lost a sense of yourself in lauren do you know what i mean and i, I know lauren was a bad bitch she was class and we all miss her in new zealand <laughs> but i just wanted to say like talking to you today like I'm so pleased you found Jack because you are a brilliant mum, an inspiration on Instagram. I love your body positivity stuff. You're eloquent. You're you're just you're funny. You're 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 every. I think every girl would want you as their best friend. So I'm so pleased we found Jacqueline. Oh, thank you so much. That's so lovely. You're so welcome, mate. Thank you so much for talking with today. Thank you. I, this is my first ever podcast. Pew, pew, pew. Honestly, Vicky Patterson, the podcast virgin slayer. I'm taking cherries. Yeah. <laughs> well, guys, that was the lovely Jack Jossa. Um, and I'm very pleased to report that before today's podcast, I had a bit of a girl crush on her. And now it's a full-blown obsession. 
Like, I'm, I think I'm going to get like a Jack Jossa poster wall in my house. That's how much I love her. And I defy anyone to not be in love with her after that. So honest, so open, oh, just so goddamn lush. I love her. So relatable too. Right, I'm going to stop now. It's getting on stalkery vibes. <laughs> if you loved this week's episode, please tell your friends about it. Leave reviews, do all of the lovely podcasty things that enable me to keep making them. I really do love making Fitty Patterson in the Secret too, and I know it wouldn't be possible without you guys, so big thanks. I um, hope you all have a great week, and if you've missed any of the episodes, don't forget we've got a huge back catalogue now with some very impressive guests, so make sure you delve into those as well. Bye, everyone. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.